What is up guys? It is the end of the year. It is the end of season one of Conscious Butterflies. I'm Emily Dugan. I'm your host. This is episode 20 and I just want to welcome you to the last episode of a saga of a chapter of my life. The last episode of (laughs) the start of something beautiful in my life and I just appreciate anybody that's tuned in, anybody who's offered support and love and just been a crucial part of my life through the last two years because it has been a lot of growth and it's been a lot of steps and it's been a lot of tough decisions and this final episode of the year is going to reflect those tough decisions and how we make those choices and how we navigate through those emotions and those feelings and that guilt and that um, just that pain that comes with when you have to make a tough decision right But it is the end of the year, and that is so exciting. A few life updates for me. I am just enjoying a very sober life right now. I was drunk on Christmas, but uh, besides that, like I've been so ready to step outside of my comfort zone, and my comfort zone is getting high, and my comfort zone is having a drink a few days of the week. Like I'm not by any means strongly addicted or have a problem but I also don't know what it's like to have a clear mind I don't know what it's like to not get bored and go binge eat or not get bored and hit my weed pen or not get bored and just and not even get bored like I just have this personality it's like I want to go out I want to do something I want to be a part of energy I want to be a part of life and for some reason I've grown up to think that that's bars and that's going out and that's you know having a drink or just going to a restaurant and having a drink and I'm just sick of it to be completely honest and I'm so ready for change I'm so ready for a change that I'm not even expecting of what it can come but I have this really weird feeling that I'm gonna get addicted in a good way to being sober and I'm going to push it to friends and family and I'm going to be someone who they can see themselves in me and they can see that we are all the same we are this oneness and if we can encourage each other to have sober minds and sober hearts and that's a great thing right like we are these vessels who come down on this earth to feel all these emotions in every kind of way and we tend to drown out those emotions through bad habits and that's not fun that's it is fun but there comes a point where we have to say enough is enough like I want to get down to the root of all things but yeah so sober sober January dry January for sure um I think for New Year's Eve, my boyfriend and I are just going to take it easy, stay at home. Like, I know he works a lot of overtime and is just always out of the house. And just, we just got this house this past summer and, like, he really does not have time to enjoy it. So we just want to stay home, set some intentions, have a spa night, play some board games at home. We have this game, I call it the red card game, but it's um, people you're friends with and there's three levels to it and you dive into just get deeper about your relationship, get deeper about the way you feel about each other or the way something in your life makes you feel or or something like that. So we'll have fun with it and toast one glass of champagne into the New Year's, but that's about it and we will have a dry January. So hope you can watch me on my journey with it because I definitely want to share about it because I, like I said, I'm excited for what it's to bring. But today we are talking about 
dealing with a tough decision and I want you to listen and come back to this anytime you're you're dealing with a tough decision because I personally am dealing with one now and it's one that I've juggled back and forth for quite some time and (laughs) I wrote this entire message out just yesterday this podcast I'm going to share with you it's been really my new therapy to just write and write and write and then um, from what I write turn it into a podcast you know changing it here and there as I go but having my words down on paper becomes so meaningful because just like when I speak I sometimes don't know what's going to come out of me and I think it's coming from a higher divine place of the message that I'm saying like I might not that message might be written by my words, but it's not coming from me. Similarly, the way that I talk, sometimes I just get on a rampage and the words that I'm saying are not necessarily my words, but they're coming from a higher divine place and it's a message that needs to get out. But writing this message, regardless that I knew, I was writing paragraphs and I'm like, I don't even know why I started writing that. Like that was not where I was going. That was not the direction of this. But I hear it and, and I just want to say that this message might not make you have a clear point plank to what the right decision is because there's not a right decision. The right decision is surrendering that decision. The the surrendering of that decision will take it out of your hands and I'll get into that a lot more but don't expect this message to be your guide to the answer you've been searching for more so as your reminder that the guidance is all around you already and you don't have to have the pressure on your back to make the decision right because you don't it's just not the way that the world works you don't have to the pressure is off of you take it easy on yourself go grab you a nice water a nice smoothie and just sit back relax if you're on a drive I have some exercise you could do even while you're driving it's just a lot of thinking in your head but let's get into it shall we okay when you're dealing with a tough decision listen to this when we are uncertain it's because we are putting all the power and control in our own hands we are relying on ourselves and our human mind and our human body to just figure it out And as humans, we tend to sit on a problem, sit on a bad feeling, or or maybe it's a dream that we aren't fulfilling and it's us feeling empty. We'll sit on that feeling of lack and not enough and feeling bad our whole entire life sometimes. And I think a lot of our, our fear actually stems from us not doing anything. It's the fear of sitting still and not doing anything about it, about feeling bad, but not doing anything about it, about wanting to live a dream, but not doing anything about it. Like we, our fear stems from not doing something about how we feel, but we don't realize that what we're fearing, we are already feeling in that moment. If you're feeling the, if you feel bad, you're, you're fearing feeling bad, but it's like you already feel bad. You know, if you would do anything to just get yourself out of it, you would be relieved and you would find the answers that you're looking for. You are just holding on to the fact that you feel bad and that is your problem and you don't know how to deal with it and you're looking for a way out, right? Like, we as people will seriously just sit in, like, ever just sit in silence in the darkness of your head, not asking for help. Like, we literally will put these blinders up around our head when there's light all around us. There are conversations, there are people, there are connections all around us. And instead of just being open to it and putting the hands down and and taking the darkness away so we can see the light, we're just like 
telling the universe and said, like, fuck you for leaving me all alone out here. Like, why would you do this to me? We put all of our faith into our worldly self. And if you ever met another human, like, we do not tend to have a lot of faith in ourselves. We choose to be the victim and we feel powerless to change our own life. And it can feel so isolating, right? Like we've all been there. And what happens when you feel alone? You doubt yourself. You feel anxiety. You block it out. You block it out through bad habits as I was discussing. You choose the drugs. You choose the alcohol. You choose the binge eating. You choose picking a fight with your loved one. You take, you choose not doing the dishes for a month and letting them pile up. You choose to hit your vape pen when you're bored. You choose to be lazy at work. And you choose all of this as your form of self-love. And you call it advice. And you call it giving yourself a break. And you tell yourself you deserve it. And you don't see anything wrong with these choices because who the hell do you know that's not doing it, right? It's you. It's me. It is all of us. We are all chasing fleeting happiness to cover our wounds and to cover our fearful hearts. And we do it because we're trained to do it. Like we are trained to trust our fears more than our desires. We are told to be scared of the world instead of to do something to help the world. And I highlighted that when I wrote it because I mean, look, look at the world around us. Like I'm not a person that listens to the news or is like up to date with all the things going on in the world like it is happening but I try to just space myself from it because instead of focusing on all the bad and all the scaries in the world like I want to focus on what is my purpose and what is my part to help the world and how can I be a light every day to help heal the world instead but we live in this narrative that it's like scary 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 like you don't see the news being like, hey, we all have <laughs> these God-given divine talents. And if you just stay true to yourself and you focus on that and you be the light, you can change the world. <laughs> like, we don't hear that. You know, like, I'm the one telling you that. But I'm not listened to by everybody. Like, we rarely get told especially on a huge consensus that we have the power in us to change the world. We could focus on helping and saving the world and healing the world instead of being scared and looking out for the next bad thing or just waiting for the next event, bad event to happen, right? And like we don't see anything wrong with doing it the way we are trained. We don't see wrong with chasing fleeting happiness. And it's probably because you are keeping up. Like you are doing all right for yourself. And plus, like you don't have a fucking time to heal. It's too late like to take a risk and it's too late to be bold and make career transitions and you don't have the time to focus on yourself. You have to worry about the kids or there's no room for your success. Like everybody's already doing it. Like you don't even know where to begin, right? We have all these excuses. We're like, oh, we don't want people to look at us and feel dumb. We don't want to be judged. We make so many negative narratives and projections based on our attachment to fear. But like, to me, when do we decide that what our souls desire is our divine duty and it is our duty to serve? When do we decide it's not about feelings and emotions and it's more so about the greater calling we are pulled towards? Like, we... We are this little, imagine you're this little ball ball of like soul energy and the world creator is like, hey, do you want to go fly down to this magical place on earth that I created and you can feel all the feelings possible. You can feel love. You can feel 
anxious, you can feel gratitude, you can feel euphoria, you can feel just love and pain and you'll get all of these emotions. Some are good or some are bad. You know, if we're told that, of course we're going to say yes and, and we feel all these emotions and feelings, but it's like when we feel those bad emotions, we fight it and we feel like in a very dark place instead of seeing the beauty in it so it's like when do we decide that standing idle and not making a decision isn't serving ourselves anymore ourselves or anyone else like when do you decide that your unmatched kitchen skills that you bring to christmas every year like they need to reach more mouths not just your families when do you decide that what you love doing is more important than doing something just so you don't let someone else down when do you decide that losing weight is best for everyone not just for you when do you decide to accept your wounds to ask for guidance to heal and be the light to someone else's wound i love this saying that like our light shines through our wounds like our light the things that we hate the things our biggest fears our insecurities like that is where our light is shown through and it shines through through other people's wounds when we accept to heal it, to recognize it, and to be bring it into the world through love instead of fear. And it's like, when do you decide to seek and see the guidance around you? When do you take these blinders off and realize that the light has been around you this whole time and you have to understand that you're only job this whole time was not to make a decision but it was just to spread more joy and more light and more love because despite how we feel despite us being that ball of furry with all these I keep saying ball of furry in all my episodes I don't know why but we are a a ball of energy and a ball of light and despite that ball of light coming down to earth and having all these bad feelings and bad emotions and sadness and confusion and hatred and jealousy and patience lack low self-esteem judgment it doesn't change the fact that if you want to learn the lesson that your consciousness that your higher self is trying to teach you you just have to show up for life you just have to turn that fear into love and you have to show up the darkness into light you have to be willing to surrender your fears and focus on how you be what is your energy how do you walk into the room how do you make people feel like focus on that energy that you're bringing your presence your presence what is your presence the universe god source the bottom line like whatever you believe in whatever you believe in whatever you believe is your creator is empowering your presence at all times if you just channel it if you just show up with the intention to move with oneness and love the answers you're searching for will reveal themselves And I want to pause right now because I'm rereading this and I highlighted that too. It was just like, if you just show up with the intention to move with oneness and love, the answers you're searching for will reveal themselves. And I want to note on that because literally just yesterday, I meditated for the first time. I love just anything that's any type of spiritual encouragement. And I watch videos and I listen to podcasts and I read books and I speak about spiritual encouragement and that journey to finding in your conscious butterfly, right? When we show up with oneness and love, the answers you're searching for will reveal themselves. Like when you ask for guidance and you do it with love and light, don't don't get weirded out when the answers come to you through signs right away. Like 
I was asking for guidance for a particular thing going on in my life and I just talked about it and I was so happy and I just came to it without feeling anxious and without feeling like, oh, but I hate this. If I didn't have to do this and I could just focus on what I really want, like I just stopped having that narrative in my head and that projection and instead I just said, you know what? I'm going to move with love and I'm going to do every action with love and encouragement and this is my biggest lesson that I am not learning right now because I've gone back and forth with this same realization over and over again like I've had the same problem I'm dealing with the same decision I'm dealing with right now I've dealt with it for the last two years we'll say and I keep coming to a place where I'm so close to making a decision but then I just can't make a decision and I always come to the realization it's like okay just show up with love move with love do everything you do do what makes you feel good when you can't find joy in something how do you bring more joy to it anyways and yesterday as I'm learning that lesson for what seems like the fifth time I got real with myself. I broke down. I realized that I've been, as I'm teaching this lesson about not learning the same lesson, about showing up for love, if you want to learn the lesson, I learned the lesson again. And then I go to sleep last night, and the dream I wake up to, there was two instances in it. I, I was sitting on a beach. It's a beautiful scene. And a humpback whale soared out of the sky and just did one of those flops. And I could, like, see so graciously the way that, um, its fins and its arms, I don't know, humpback, whatever, but just like laid across the water. And I remember like my nephew was younger than he is now. And I remember feeling so calm and feeling like he wants to be seen. Like he just wanted to get a touch of like what's going on out here. And he wanted to be seen and he wanted that beauty to raise up. Right. And then the last, the last, um, the last thing I remembered before I woke up was I'm in a, I'm in a body of water, probably an ocean. I know there's a lot of other people around. And then all of a sudden, a dolphin came up with me to me. And if you know anything, if you know me, you know swimming with dolphins has been like my lifelong dream. I've always wanted to do it. Now I've told myself that I haven't done it this long. So God willing, if I ever get pregnant one day, dolphins can recognize that and they'll come up to you and like love you anymore. Side note though, I'm not pregnant. Um, and I'm not swimming with the dolphins pregnant, but I'm swimming with the dolphins in my dreams. And it was such a sign. And I woke up and this dolphin in my dream, like it just, it didn't nudge up against anybody. Everybody else saw it, but it just came right up to me and it, and it touched me and it, it let me know it saw me and I saw it. And I just remember feeling this like warm overcoming me in that dream. And I get up and I immediately like, I'm thinking about it and I'm thinking about it. And I'm like, my intuition is like, look it up, look it up. What does it mean? And I'll get into the meaning about the whale and the dolphin at the end of the episode. But just know from me saying this, like when we show up with intention to move oneness and love, the answers will reveal themselves and through different signs. But we have to be willing to seek the guidance, see the guidance, and, and, and trust that that is the answer waiting for us. Trust that the universe, that God, that the source is really just trying to speak to you. And it's not weird. And miracles actually happen all the time. Like your angel number that you see, it's not just you looking at the clock. It's like, and you can't manipulate that kind of stuff. Like when it happens naturally, accept it and, and thank your divine consciousness, whatever you want to call it, for hearing you out and giving you a sign, right? Because when we think of it like that, we begin to realize that 
We are all just peers in each other's life assignments. We're all just here to be each other's signs, guides, messengers. You know, maybe our dreams are our messengers. Maybe your friend is your messenger. Maybe the stranger you walked by on the street who told you that they really liked your coat was a messenger. Like when we co-create with the world and each other, magic happens. Everyone you come across is a piece forever tied to your existence, your your soul energy body. Like <laughs> you came down to earth and you got all these emotions, you got all these people in your life, and it's such you're it's tied to you. That that relationship that was you were so close with like four years ago and then it dwindled off, like that was a part of you. That was essential to your life assignment. Every encounter we have with one another is a divine opportunity to uplift or depress or each other's presence. And we have to be re- see that and be more responsible about it, right? Like, because when we can see each other with oneness, when we realize our judgment towards others is a mirror of ourselves and what we think we lack or what we need more love in, we can move with grace and light and love despite our fears. Try it. Like, seriously, just try it. Try it. I tried it. It's a lesson, like I said, I learned before, but it's a lesson I had to relearn again yesterday. And I'm sticking to it. And I'm continuing to move with love and light. I'm continuing to not be so judgmental to myself, not be so harsh on, you know, me feeling inadequate. Like, I'm just going to try it for 30 days. I'm going to try to really pay attention to the moments I speak poorly to myself. When I let self-judgment spiral me down into feeling like an idiot just for trying or when the pain of loss just boils you into lashing out on to your loved ones for no reason. Like pay attention to the bad, to just like what doesn't feel good. What, what Give yourself grace just for recognizing those bad thoughts too, right? Because we can feel really ugly sometimes. We can lash out in a moment and feel really, really ugly. But if you can just recognize that that makes you feel ugly, give yourself grace. Give yourself grace just for recognizing it. And know that those things that make you feel ugly on the inside or on the outside are not coming from your highest self. It is just coming from a worldly self that thinks you need to take full responsibility for all the issues and pain and decisions and problems in your life and you don't. After you come to this realization, I want you to take a second to love yourself through it. Don't sweat. Don't sweat acting out in fear because it won't ever fully go away, you know? Like we will always tend to act by fear will tend to have doubts because of fear but just knowing that you can channel that fear into love anytime you recognize it that is a dang miracle itself like that is a miracle because you can channel fear when you when you're channeling fear into love it is a direct way to the source that we are all connected to or as I like to call it a path to being a conscious butterfly (laughs) but when you have a choice to make my friends like do you ever like me in this moment and all these signs are being thrown at me I still will feel frozen in the fear of potential outcomes the okay if I do it this could be my problems what would happen or if I don't do it these are my problems that I have to deal with and I've been dealing with do I really want to keep dealing with them the what if worst case scenario type of thoughts 
always race through our mind like wildfire when we have a decision or, or you know, like something hard we're dealing with. And then one bad scenario builds on top of the next bad scenario and you find yourself in a very still quiet room. Nothing bad is happening, but you feel like the world is about to blow up, right? We've all been there. We make battlefields in our heads before we even consider the what if the best case scenario happens, right? It is so instinctual for us to make a fear, to make fear of reality over our desires. And sometimes fear will make us freeze. But what if you consider the best outcomes before considering the worst outcomes? What if you had an idea and instead of just, no, 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 you're like, oh my, like build on the good. Um, I used to have a word for this, but I would, okay, let's do this exercise real quick. This is a little impromptu exercise, but we're going to do it. Okay, so what you do is you think of a good scenario. You think of some good change that you want to have that happen in your life. And now don't let the bad thoughts seek in at all. No bad, only good. Okay, so maybe you want to, let's go back to the kitchen and the chef things. You want to take your baked goods to a show okay you take them to a baked goods show and you sell all of your baked goods and they ask you to come back and you come back and you bring so much more and you sell it all again and then somebody at the show is like hey i know a bigger show that you can go on or i have people who would want to make these orders from you for an upcoming party and then you make them for that upcoming party and then while you're at that party um somebody comes up to you and you're like Hey, I don't know, but if you'd be interested in this, but we're having a cooking competition that you can apply for. I think you would make great for this cooking competition show. And then you apply for this cooking competition show and you get on the cooking competition show and you succeed. And maybe you don't win that show, but you build like opportunities and these abundance of relationship to go on to your next step. And then your next step after that. You come home to your family and kids and you enjoy the cooking, but you look at cooking in a different spirited lens. Whereas you could go to that baking show and you could have bad energy that you don't even want to be there. Not the cooking show. This is the original bake off. <laughs> this is a silly example. But you go to this bake off. It's a local bake off and you have bad energy. You're like, nobody's going to want to buy my stuff. I waste my time every time I come here. Nobody's going to approach your table because your presence is already bad. And then nobody sells out. You don't sell out your cookies. And then you don't go to that next local show and then you don't meet the opportunity. Like the, our bad energy is making ourselves have a bad presence and it is blocking us from opportunities that we are blinded to. We don't even see. We won't even allow ourselves to potentially reach somebody. We won't ask questions. We won't, you know, bring, go approach somebody in a conversation because we have a very bad energy around us and our energy is our presence and whatever energy we are giving more focus to is what our presence is going to be, right? Okay, we're getting back into what I had written down in this podcast. Go to your baking cook-off and sell them damn cookies, bitch. (laughs) Okay, now making a decision not I repeat, not making a decision, my friends. Yes, it delays you having to make a choice. I am sitting right here in that right now. I have delayed making a choice for the last two and a half years. But by doing that, 
I am making a choice. I am making a choice. And your consciousness knows that. Like, you're not going to trick your mind. Like, you can't trick divine intelligence. It's, I mean, it's divine intelligence. Your consciousness is going to come back to teach you the same lesson until you learn it. And you're going to continue to get results that don't provide yourself that inner peace because your mind, your thoughts, your actions are not reflecting inner peace. Are you constantly coming back to the thought of how broke you are? Are you complaining to everybody about how broke you are? Are you not going to that dinner with your friends because how broke you are? Are you fighting with your loved one because how broke you are? Do you spend the little money you do have on weed and alcohol because of how broke you are? You'll stay broke every time. What you focus on will be yours, just like the bake-off. If you focus on, my cookies are so good and I can't wait to sell these to people, then people are probably going to buy your cookies. And if you focus on continuing to put love and good actions and light no matter where you are, even in the most unjoyful situations, you choose joy and you choose to be the light, your answers will easily reveal themselves to you. And you have to have the patience to let them reveal because they're not always going to come so quick. You're not always going to get a whale in a, I almost said a donkey. <laughs> You're not going to get a whale and a dolphin in your dream the minute that you ask for guidance like I did. You might, it might come minutes after you ask for the guidance. Like it, you literally might ask for guidance and you might look over and see your angel number on the clock randomly. Like it can happen in so many different ways. I know personally, I'll share this side note story as well. Like um, this past summer, I was outside. We were cleaning up the leaves. Maybe it was fall time. I don't really know, but we're cleaning up the leaves and I just was, I just wanted to lay and be grounded. I wanted to feel the earth. I wanted the sun. Like the sun was just beaming so beautifully through my trees and onto my skin. And right before, a few weeks prior to that, I, I wanted a spirit animal, right? I wanted a reminder of a spirit animal that like, if I see this animal, I know, I know, you know, that God in my presence and in this divine love that is always available to me is talking and communicating to me. So I just have this intuition. I have this feeling that I want to lay on the ground and feel the sun in my face. I lay down. Oh, wait, I didn't tell the story about the animal. So my divine animal that I picked was a hawk, right? And yeah, you, everybody can say they say hawks, but there's something so symbolic to me when I see them flying and they kept coming up in very random instances. And I was like, okay, that's my guide. Uh, the hawk is my spirit animal. So anyways, sunny day, laying on the ground, sun shining on my face. And I'm, I'm laying there for like 10 minutes and I open my eye for a split second and this hawk is so low down to me. It is scooping through the sky. Like hawks, in, they're in the sky searching for shit, you know? Maybe they thought I was a really large dead carcass animal, but I opened my eyes for the blink of a second and just saw this beautiful brown and white speckled hawk swoop down, like, you know, just kind of checking me out and hovering around me a little bit. And then it was instantly gone. It was as if I was the only one that saw that hawk. And just, we have to trust the signs that we are seeing. We have to. And, you know, my focus right now is changing my focus. My focus is learning my lesson. My focus is making it less on the excuses of why I can't do what I want to do and stop blocking myself and start being the light and showing up in everything that I have going on in my life right now. Like my focus is using my energy where it feels good in all I do. I want to appreciate everything and I want to 
appreciate everything I have right now and show up with excitement and I trust that the rest is going to work out the way that it should and you know my decision I'm dealing with is like I'm just I can't accept my assignment I can't my heart since this is my assignment by the way my assignment is encouragement and speaking like my dream is to write books and be on stage and share these types of messages with anybody that I can help, whether I do that through this podcast or I do that through social media or I write a book one day or I stand on a stage one day. But I'm not understanding my assignment. I'm under. I'm wanting the outcomes of the assignment. I'm wanting the success of the assignment, but I'm not locked into the love. I'm not locked into how my presence, how do I be? Like since I was young, I've been motivated by spirits and words and just uplifting messages and connecting to our consciousness. It's why I made this I made this podcast. It's called Conscious Butterflies. Like my whole life, I thought no one could understand what's going on in my head. I told myself that the words I want to say aren't going to come out when I try to record them or that the wisdom I feel like I have that is coming from a divine place couldn't actually to connect to the people or you know what I really have a hard time with is just posting on social media and like being on camera and feeling stupid and feeling ugly and like I mean every type of negative projection I could create for getting the words out of my mouth or out of my head I freaking made them and I continue to make them and those negative projections and I, I mean, like those negative projections I could create for getting these words out of my head, they became my perception of my life. Like still to this day, I am working through these things. But recognizing those fears has allowed me to welcome love into the areas that I was lacking. And now when these self-doubts arise and the fear arises, I just acknowledge them. I tell the universe, like, I appreciate the awareness of realizing I was seen through fear instead of love. And I actually feel better. Like, because I give myself grace to know that a divine high place doesn't want me to see it that way, that I am seen through fear, I'm seen through my worldly self, but I can access that love that any time to make me feel whole again, like it con- connects me back to my conscious butterfly. And telling myself that my words can't be conveyed the way I want to, or I'll be too wordy and not make sense, like all these thoughts in my head still to this day will freeze me in fear. And like literally just a few days ago, I got a book for Christmas and I read it in like a day and a half and my boyfriend met me for lunch and we were talking about his book and then he asked me about my book and all he said was so what's it about and I froze in fear I was so scared to express myself wrong I was so scared of how to respond I wanted to let him know the full message and everything so clear but instead I just said I'm not good at that to which he responded to me well, you won't get better if you don't try. And his message was the exact guidance I needed and I've been looking for. The the guidance I've been asking for when it comes to what I should do and how I can trust myself and how I can be more brave. To him, it was probably the simplest response ever. Like, I'm sure he is not giving it second thought until he's listening to this right now. But to me, he was my messenger to the guidance I was seeking. Like, I can hide... Guys, like, I can hide and I do hide behind 
the words that I write on my computer. I hide behind my podcast and this microphone. Like I hide, I hide. I can share these messages through my podcast, but like when do I put my assignment into action in the real world? When do I share my light through my everyday interactions, my gestures, the way I move, the way I speak? When does my presence become a reflection of that light? When do I stop blocking it because I'm scared to be judged, because I'm scared to misconstrue? When do I just tell my boyfriend what the book's about, right? My light and my assignment to share my light is always being dimmed because I've yet to accept the assignment as mine. I feel ashamed of my gift of, I feel ashamed the spiritual encouragement. I feel, you know, like, I definitely feel inadequate to be the messenger of spiritual encouragement. It's like, who am I? It's like, who cares? It's like, people are going to think this is weird or like, I'm like, whatever on some weird shit. And I believe in magic and fairy tales. And it's like, I fucking do. I do believe in magic and I do believe in miracles. And I think miracles should be happening all the time because they are when we just tap into the love and light that we are meant to live in this world. Like, Stop thinking that life has to be pain and struggles for success. Success doesn't equal pain and hardships and long hours at work and being stressed and not, you know, having a job that drives you crazy and makes you come home and you're mad. Like, that is not success. Like, that is just torture. That is torture. And and we have to be responsible for what our truth is. And I can't be ashamed of that truth. It's my truth. Like, what other truth do I have? I'm not going to just wake up and, you know, agree with everybody else in the way that they were. Like, this is my truth and I have to share it and I have to step up to my assignment. And I hold on to fear instead of love that is waiting to pour out of me. Like, I make fear my reality by giving it more energy, more thoughts, more moments I question myself. And because of that, I'm not showing up. I'm not being consistent with my messages. I'm, I'm doubting them when I'm writing. I'm showing up to my laptop to share a message and I already have all these bad thoughts. So it's like, it's the goodness, the wisdom from the divine place is not gonna come out of me when I'm, I'm filling my mind with these negative things, right? Like, if you want good, think good. You're not gonna make money by thinking about how broke you are, right? Like, it just keeps coming down to that. Like my most valuable presence that I long to share with the world is not going to come out until I let go of the judgment of myself because that's really what it boils down to. And I am healing it and I am working through it and I surrender more and more every day to become more aligned to my consciousness. But every day, guys, every day I find something new that is holding me back and I have to surrender to that too. But that's the work. That's how you heal. That's how you connect to love. You choose it over and over and over and over again. Because what if I, instead of expecting to fail, I just prayed for the best possible outcome for everyone. For me to be guided to the message and for the right people to hear it at the right time. For peace for all of us in divine timing. For you, for me, for us. Like I'll be the first to say, takes a hell of a lot of weight off my shoulders. Like It stops me. From those downward spirals of not being enough, it stops me from holding back the guidance I need to share with the world because of my insecurities. Like, I used to not know what it meant to heal or, like, wonder what it would be like to heal. And what does healing feel like? But it feels like you choosing things that let your fucking soul on fire. Like, healing is not 
feeling guilty for doing what's best for you. Healing is being bold. It's it's you trusting yourself and it's serving yourself and the world around you the best way that you know how. I'm going to I'm going to bold that. Healing is serving yourself and the world around you the best way you know how. So take a minute, reflect on your own life, right? What are you trying to control? What are you trying to make the right, I say right, quote unquote, bunny ears, the right decisions about? And if the answer doesn't come right away, that's okay. The answer is within us all. But for some, it can be difficult to let it come to surface because we've trained our minds for so long to shove it down and that's okay. Just let any fear that rises to the surface just be. Any repetitive chaos and noise you keep hearing. Anything that makes you feel not super excited in life. Now write them down. Write them down. If you're driving, don't write them down. Just hold them in your head and bring them to life. Let them rise to the surface and be there with your fears. Maybe your fears come in the form of absence of something or someone. Fear of not being enough, fear of not knowing what to do, fears of your health, fears of a health diagnosis you just got, fears of never reaching your full potential, fear of putting yourself out there and being judged, fear of slipping back down the wrong black hole again, fear of breaking your sobriety, fear of not knowing when to let something go. Whatever your fears are, just take a moment to feel confident that because you brought your fears to the surface, you have the freaking balls, okay? You are not your fears. You are simply thoughts. I mean, your fears are simply thoughts you've wired in your brain over and over and over again until they became your reality. Sit with your fear and try to think why it's making you feel this way. Like, what emotion is that fear bringing up for you? Is it guilt? Is it anger? Are you sad? Is it jealousy? Like emotions are rooted in all of us. And this is back to my ball of furry, ball of energy. I can't just say fury. You know, like I made it a joke that I keep saying ball of fury, but then I call it ball of furry. <laughs> it just makes it even dumber. Okay, but anyways, we're just a ball of energy. I'm done with the word F-U-R-Y. So we are this ball and we are like, okay, we accept all the emotions that are going to come to us. Like none of us, when we come to this human earthly world, is exempt from the cycle of emotions that will flood through us. For different reasons, yeah. Through different experiences, through different people, yeah. But the emotions mean the same thing. That we either love or lack love in something. We have lack, I meant we have love, or we have lack in something that we value. Now looking at your fears in the face this way, it could feel really powerful holding them by the balls, or it could feel really silly. But it's so crucial to take the step in acknowledging and welcoming your fears in order for you to surrender them. When you let go, ask guidance from the universe to show you the way. You can literally just say, like, oh, right now, in this moment, whatever your fear is, say, I realize I was choosing fear, but I choose love. Thank you for leading me the way. I don't care. You don't have to pray to anything specifically. Just say this prayer to yourself because I know you want to feel good. I know we all strive to fulfill something that is missing. And that's why we just, you know, try to pack it down and we try to just suppress it. But you can let the fear rise up. You can let it rise up out of you. You can say, I was choosing fear, but now I choose love. Thank you for leading me the way. Praying whatever you pray to, however your version of praying is, it will immediately connect you 
to your surrendered self. And as you pray, pray for the best outcome for everyone because ultimately like that's a piece the world needs and you don't need all the pressure of trying to make sure that it happens for everybody in the right way. Like you just have to pray for the best outcome for everyone. And I want to repeat that when we pray, like we are immediately attaching ourselves and connecting and surrendering ourselves to the divine connection that we all come from. Like you, me, all of us, are a part of the universe's bigger plan, our thoughts, our desires, our needs, our our emotions, what moves us from this moment to that moment. We are all connected to that same source. And like, trust me, you don't have to, whatever you are going through, you don't have to do it alone. Like my spiritual journey has always been something I feel called to share. And I know so many of us are in constant seek for fulfillment, but we search in all the wrong places. Like I'm just this, I'm just this 25-year-old girl with a dream and a desire to maximize my time here on earth, doing what uplifts me and uplifting others and connecting to the world and people and experience the way I was designed to. And through the fruits of my labor, I will be rewarded in the highest way. So my message to you today is this. Instead of feeling doubt, instead of feeling shame, inadequate, instead of trying to figure it all out how on earth are you going to make it happen just feel love for yourself like just feel love for everything you are right now everything you have everything around you every person every experience feel love for your 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 quirk i can't say this word your quirks your quirks (laughs) let go of furry and i get quirks but feel love for it. Feel love for your marks, for your scars, for your not-so-great skills, your your hidden talents, your fighting heart, your integrity. Like, Feel love for your the fact that you're a people pleaser, right? Feel love for the just hard decision that you feel like you have to make. Feel love for where you're at right now, the assignments before you, the connections you have, the good and the bad connections. Like, Feel love for maybe what that bad connection, what is that assignment it's trying to teach you, right? Like feel love for where you live, the people at work, the leftover Christmas dinner you're eating for the fourth day in a row. Like feel love in everything and be the light in all places and stop trying to make all decisions on your own. Ask for guidance in all things you do and be willing to listen for the answers. You know, something, I kind of said it at the beginning of the podcast, but there's something so poetic to me about our higher self trying to break free to our consciousness and like choosing to see love when you're like a 20-year-old girl bawling your eyes on a tub over a heartbreak, like choosing to see love over that situation and like maybe you're upset because you didn't get the job you were counting on, like choosing love when your patience was tested for the fourth time today, choosing love when your friend says something annoying or embarrassing about you that you feel so ashamed at, like the world is not out to get you. It is just here to teach you. And if you see love through all the situations that might stir up bad emotions, it's when nobody's out here to get you. Nobody's out here to torture you. They might feel like it. They might be the most annoying, ridiculous person your whole life, but they're there for you to see yourself in them too and to see oneness and to teach you a lesson. So just show up and, and let the lesson be taught to you. Like we, as people, and we appreciate and we see love through our wounds, see oneness through our judgment and faith above our fears, we are connected back to the source that unites us. So in that moment, we are reminded that we are souls facing human experiences 
and we start to realize that all these things that waste through our mind all day long are just blocking us from being in the light. And without the light, our presence is hidden in the shadows of fear and trauma and learned ways of how life is, bunny years again, supposed to be lived. Just live it the way that sets you free, my friends. Live in a way that makes you excited and live in a way that is best for you, best for me, and best for us all. So that was the end of the episode, but I had promised you guys I wanted to read you the meanings of these dolphin and the whale in my dream last night, okay? So yesterday, I'm asking for guidance and a decision, and I first see the humpback whale, right? The humpback whale, it scores out of the sky, and there's different meanings for humpback whales, different kinds of whales, the color of whales, what the whale's doing, are you in the water with it, is it dead, is it, are you swimming with it, is it playing with you, like whatever. Okay, but first, mine was a humpback whale, and it was jumping out of the water. And when I looked up, humpback whale, jumping out of the water, spiritual meaning, it says, if you were able to identify the whale in your dream as a humpback, this detail is likely to be important. Humpback whales are thought to signify that you'll forge a new and different path in your life. Are you considering making an important change? Perhaps you're applying for a new job or considering moving home. The humpback whale could be symbolizing the scale of the transformation ahead. Just as the whale moves cleanly through the waters, so you'll find your new path easy to follow. And to me, it was just like, it was connecting me to what I was saying through this change and this tribulation, this trials and tribulations. And so then when it comes to the dolphin, and again, I'm in the body of water, the dolphin just brushes past me in lightheartedness, it sees me, right? So, the specific circumstances in which the dolphin appears are also important. Playing with dolphins in the water can signify that the dreamer attempts to escape from a high-stress job relationship into calmer, happier, less demanding job relationship. A dolphin appearing in a dream can also represent that the dreamer has opened a communication line between his or her conscious and or subconscious mind and is thus more in tune with the inner self and psyche. Dreams about dolphins are thought to be highly spiritual and can be viewed as a symbol of encouragement to seek spiritual guidance. So it's just like, how amazing is that? Like I was seeking guidance and through my dreams, the divine intelligence and and love and source and God gave me a sign like immediately, like you're connected. I see you. You're connected. I know what you're ready for. I'm showing you through the whale, like the dolphin showed me like, I see you, I hear you, I'm connected to you, I know this is something that you are going through, and you're preparing for this, and then by the whale, afterwards, the whale told me that like, this new path you're going on, like, is going to be a big transformation, there's so much good change coming, and like, you prepare for it because it's going to happen like just so beautiful and it's the first thing that happened when I woke up and I just encourage everybody like you can hear it say it but like pray to yourself pray in your own way all the time when you were just feeling a negative emotion just pray and let it go and wake up every day and choose peace like don't choose to see what's going on on social media right away don't choose to just like get up and jump into work like Choose how you want to set the intentions for your day. Maybe you have a busy day, like set an intention to feel energized. And then a conversation you have with somebody might be what energizes you to get through the whole day. Like we have to stop blocking ourselves off just to the amazing guidance that is sitting right in front of us. Just ask for it and be willing to see it. 
Okay, that was it. That was it, guys. That was the last episode of season one. Season two, Conscious Butterflies, coming out. I'm so excited for this next year, and I'm just thankful that you've been a part of this journey, even if you tuned in just once, or even if this is your first episode. Would love to connect with you. I don't, in the process of making um, all the foundation for what's to grow from Conscious Butterflies, but in the meantime, say hello to me on Instagram or something, or don't talk to me at all. But I'm just happy that you were here to hear this message, and I know you heard it for the right reasons. Okay, Godspeed, friends. And by the way, Happy New Year, Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, all that. But um, hope you guys go into this next year with just open mind, open heart, and get ready for all the joy that is coming to you. Okay, bye.